Sawabona, my friend. You may be wondering what in the universe does Sawabona mean and what is its significance to this podcast? Well, for starters, Sawabona is a South African greeting that translates to we see you, we meaning us and our ancestors. We felt the vibration of this beautiful word and greeting so strongly, and we hope you do too. We're Kelly and Nadine. As recovering perfectionists and people pleasers, facing our shadows and healing our trauma has been the single most liberating and loneliest quest we have ever encountered. Until that is, we met each other. That's when we discovered we were two sides of the same coin. Kelly's purpose is to awaken herself and others through her gift of experimenting with life and making leaps into the unknown. Nadine encourages us to indulge our senses in the delights of the material and spiritual realms. In this podcast, we will explore personal growth, parenthood, relationships, human design, midlife transitions, all things woo, and anything else you talk to your soul tribe about. Together, we're excited to share and embrace our own stories of awakening as we invite you, dear listener, to share yours. Our goal is for you to feel seen, heard, and embraced on this magical and sometimes messy ride of life. Our intention is to create a nourishing and inspiring community for those daring enough to awaken to your true, authentic self and have fun doing it together. Salbona, Salbona. We are here today with a very special guest, and I want to just have the opportunity to say Salbona to you, Nadine, of course, and and Mitch. Mitch Bone is here with us today. Yes, Salbona yes. to you as well. Salbona, Kelly, and Salbona, Mitch. Thanks for joining us. Of course, of course. Thank you guys for allowing me to join in on your podcast today. Absolutely. Well, we love having special guests on our show. And it's, you're just one of those people, Mitch, that Mitch and I met, how long ago was it, Mitch? It's, I mean, we about a month is all. Yeah, I guess it's just been about a month. So we met a month ago, we were on a local radio show together. Mitch lives in Billings with me. And you grew up here. Yes. Well, yeah, I, I was born in Great Falls, Montana. And then I've lived here since I was 11. So I call Billings my hometown. Yeah. 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 So, so, so Mitch and I are neighbors and we got to the opportunity to meet each other on a local radio show. And it was just so much fun being a co-host with you. And so you've got your own podcasts and, and things going, lots going on in your life. And I think you're, you've got just a really unique journey. And on the show, we, we like to talk about people's journeys. We like to talk about the messy art of life. And we like to shine a spotlight on the fact that everyone has challenges in life and you certainly had your fair share. So we want to hear, you know, what you, what you've been through and how you've overcome some of your, some of your challenges and, you know, just because you're such an inspiration to, to others, you're, you're an inspiration to young people. I mean, Mitch is 24 years old, right? Is that right? Uh, 27. 27. I'm sorry. Oh, well, you look 24. You look 24. (laughs) Not that anybody that's under 30 looks like they're in their 20s to me, for sure. But yeah, so 27 years old. So a very impressive young man. And it's, it's just always amazing to me to, and Nadine and I have talked about this, just how incredible some of the young people that have come across our path are just being on this journey and how much wisdom is coming through 
you know, the people your age, just learning so Mm -hmm. much so quickly. And it makes me realize that it doesn't matter how old we are or how young we are. We're all on this journey together and we're all faced with the same experiences in this life in some ways. We're all living in the same world. We all went through COVID together. We're all, you know, going through whatever's happening in the world together. And so it's just interesting to hear from various people with different perspectives. And so that's why we're excited to have you on the show today. I'm super excited to come on. And again, Kelly, I reached out to you a couple of weeks ago and I thank you for getting me on here. It's Absolutely. On. Absolutely. Well, Mitch, why don't you just tell, tell our listeners, you know, a little bit about yourself and what you're up to these days? Yeah, sure. So I'm a born and raised Montanan, born in Great Falls, then moved up here or moved down to Billings in fifth grade. And so I'm a graduate of West High and then I'm now a college student. I've been a college student off and on since 2014. My health, which I'll get into a little, a little bit, has kind of hindered me from being the typical four or five year student. And so I'm on the long term, just try to get it done as quickly as I can road now. And so I'm going into media studies. I have two podcasts that I'm doing right now. Plus I'm interning on a local radio show. And yeah, I just try to do as much as I can for not only the greater community, but especially the disabled community. I have spina bifida and I just want to, especially in Montana, raise awareness for the disabled community. It's it's important to to do that. And you're so impressive. I mean, when I met you, it just seems like nothing keeps you down. Nothing holds you back. I got to the pleasure of seeing your really cool vehicle that you get to drive around. Yes. Yeah. Tell us about that. Cause it's kind of a cool story. How you, how you ended up with this, this vehicle that you get around in. Yeah. So I learned how to drive at 18. I did not want to drive, but my mom was like, okay, Mitch, either you're getting your license or you're learning the public bus routes. And in Billings, we have a public bus route, but it's not very great. <laughs> we just yeah, don't have it. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll do driver's ed. So I did it and loved it. And I thank my mom for pushing me to do that every day. But when I first started driving, I was driving a Chevy Lumina and I would have to lift my wheelchair from the driver's side over into the passenger's side of the car in the front seat. And wheelchairs are not light. They try to make them as light as possible, but they're still 30 pounds. <laughs> yeah, that sounds challenging for sure. Yeah. And so I took my first car into Christian Brothers here in Billings. They're a nas- nationwide company, but I took them to the Billings one. And that car was, a, as he put it, a driving fireball waiting to happen. But from that day, Tony, who owns the Billings store, said, I want to help Mitch. I don't like seeing him out there having to lift his wheelchair, do that for 10, 15 minutes. And then of course, having to do it wherever I go. Plus Montana, you have winter. So I would have to do that in the 10, 20 below weather if I was to go out during the winter. So not that I'm cynical, but when he said, I want to help Mitch, I was like, okay, yeah, I don't know how you can, but thank you for the sentiment. And he kept saying, no, I really want to help you. And Christian Brothers has this day of giving every year. And one shop across the country gets what they call their grand prize or their big gift. 
And in 2006, I was the recipient of that. And I got a fully outfitted 2016 Ford Explorer that's fully equipped for my wheelchair. What an amazing gift that was, right? Because what what did that represent for you, you know, to be able to get a vehicle like that? Oh, complete freedom. I mean, before that, I didn't really drive cars and I felt safe going on the highway. Now I feel safe going on the highway. I still don't a lot just because that's my driving. I don't like going on the highway, but (laughs) I feel safe going on the highway when I do. Like I said, the 15, 20 minutes has been cut down to maybe three or four, but it's inside my car. So in the winters, I don't have to be out there in the negative 20s that we sadly get here in Montana, braving the elements. I can do it all from the inside of my car. It's just made saying, yeah, I'm going to go do this and last minute planning a lot easier. It used to be. Mitch, I've known you for about, what, 10 minutes now? And (laughs) I honestly, I can feel so much light in your energy. It's really just beautiful. I'd love to learn a little bit more about your, the early part of your journey and what challenges you've encountered that have inspired you to raise awareness for the disabled community. I think it's such a beautiful thing. I have a twin, I have twin daughters that have hearing disabilities. Oh yeah. And so I'm a little familiar with the disabled community through their hearing challenges. And I just, I would love to learn more about spina bifida to share with our audience? Is it something that you were born with? Just give us a little background and and your early history. Yeah, sure. So yes, I was born with spina bifida. And the thing that's really weird about spina bifida is it affects everybody differently. Mm -hmm. So it depends on where it affects your spine. So for me, it affected the lower part of my spine. So really why I can't walk is I have weak ankles that can't support my weight. And so When you are talking about the disability awareness, honestly, for Montana, I I can't speak nationwide. I think it's just the lack of people that have disabilities that are younger in Montana. We have a lot of elderly people that obviously are in wheelchairs and have needs, but there aren't a whole lot of the younger generation in wheelchairs that have needs. And another stigma I've come across Going in, going through school, I was in all regular classes, wasn't in special ed for anything. And I was the only one that was disabled that was not in special ed. And I think that's a stigma that Montana has that if you have a disability of any kind, it's going to be tied with a mental disability. Interesting. Uh, yeah. That. So what was it like growing up for you? It was tough. So... In Great Falls, I went to private school, and my first private school I was kicked out of because they had two floors, and they didn't want to build an elevator for me to be able to get out onto the second floor. They just said, we don't want to. Sorry, you have to leave. Wow. We said, okay. There thankfully was another another private school in Great Falls. That was absolutely amazing. Then we moved here and wanted to go to the private schools here. And they, again, were not handicap accessible at the time. I think with the new schools, they are, but they did not want to be. And so I went to Boulder Elementary and Boulder was amazing. And then I went to Will James and they didn't even really have a bathroom I could use. I had to have the vice principal escort me to the bathroom every day so I could use the bathroom privately. And it didn't get better at West. 
I had to sneak in myself and then I had to flip around a desk so that I could work on a little corner of a desk in my wheelchair. And it's just things like that, that because there aren't disabled people in abundance in Montana, we just don't think about it. Yeah. Which is something that you're right. You just don't think about it. I worked in the real estate world for quite some time and it was something that was starting to become more and more important for us to consider when we're building homes, you know, making sure that the doorways were wide enough, making sure the bathrooms had turn radiuses for wheelchairs. We were starting to deal with that more and more, but you're right. We think of it in terms of people as they age, not, mm-hmm. not in terms of our young people who are, are in a, in a situation where walking is a challenge and where so you know, and I think about just growing up as a kid, you know, and being different in any way is a challenge. Everybody right. faces, a lot of people face bullying and all of that kind of thing. And so, you know, to have something like that, where you really, there's no accommodation for you. There's mm-hmm. no way to make you feel like you can be part of the group, except except for it sounds like you were able to, to be part of the regular classroom, which I think is pretty right. amazing. And- You know, I have to say from the standpoint of bullying, I was never bullied. Thankfully, the kids in my age group never bullied me, but they never included me. So I had friends from eight to three, but then after three o'clock, nothing. Yeah. 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 And we talk about community a lot on our show, how important it is for us to have community you know, and and having having a friend or having a, a group of friends that are your people, having your tribe, right? And how important that is. And I think pretty much anybody who's listening can relate to a time in their life where maybe they didn't have that, you know, and to go through the the majority of your childhood feeling like you you didn't have anybody to hang out with after school, that must have been challenging. It wasn't. It wasn't. So thankfully. My parents decided to have a little brother for me. So he was a built-in best friend and he still is to this day. So I always had him and it didn't feel like I was alone because of that. So that's awesome. Yeah. What's been the motivation for you to overcome these challenges? Because obviously you have a physical disability and I Mm. feel like the physical disability can really hinder you mentally too. And so is there anything that you can share with our listeners You know, when I was a kid, I read a book by uh, Kyle Maynard. It's called No Excuses. Mm -hmm. And he was born without arms and legs. And he played football growing up. He wrestled. Now he's climbing mountains as an adult. And that mindset of, one, people have it worse than I do. I mean, obviously, being without arms and legs, that had to be just unbearably difficult growing up. And he's obviously doing amazing things. So one, that, but two, don't put limits on yourself. Just because I'm in this wheelchair doesn't mean I can't do amazing things. They may just look different. I love that. And was there a certain age or a certain circumstance or experience where you you felt that shift, that that real desire, that real motivation to make the decision to not have any excuses? Was there Was there a moment that you remember? Not that I remember. I remember always being hard-headed which is probably good, but I've always been extremely stubborn and don't let people tell me no very often, but probably I would say around high school is where I really was like, you know what? No, we're going to change things and make things better. 
That's, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. And you have a pretty special relationship with your parents, at least from what it sounds like. Um, I do. Can, can you talk a little bit about your parents, how they helped you and supported you through, through your journey so far? Oh man, my parents are my number one. My mom has literally saved my life on multiple occasions. When I was younger, thankfully, I don't remember this. I had very bad health and went through some very serious surgeries and my mom and dad, but my mom especially was right there by my side. And literally doctors have said, you saved your son's life. So for that, I am a hundred percent grateful for obviously. And just every step of the way, everything I do, they're like, great, Mitch, that's awesome. We support you. And just having that unwavering support means the world to me. That's, I mean, it's, it's a wonderful to be able to have two parents that are able to, I mean, just walk through that journey with you. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, we make these choices, we make these decisions every day for the people that we love. And as somebody who works with a lot of parents and, you know, they have kids who have uh, kids, all kids have challenges in one way, shape or form, and not all of them have things that are challenging that can be seen, right? They're under the surface. We talk a lot about mental health on this show, which is also very important, of course, but it's, it's the, just the, those relationships that make it absolutely imperative. What I'm hearing Mitch is that you have been surrounded by a lot of love and within that environment, it's really all about perception, right? Perception is reality. And so I think that if you're able to shift the mindsets, like the power of positivity, like I just see you beaming with positivity. I just see you beaming with light. And I just think it's, it's so inspirational to see that it's all in your, your viewpoint. It's all in your perspective. It's all in how you see yourself. And if you see yourself without any limitations, well, then guess what? You're not Mm going to have any limitations, right? And so I love that you're, environment just nourished you to give you what you needed to support you throughout this journey. Like this is part of your journey and you have embraced it gracefully. And it's such an inspiration to others to see that you are handicapped and creating awareness and just filled with so much positivity to even say like, you know, some without any arms and legs, like has to have it worse than me. So I'm better off than that person. So just your story is filling my heart today. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, so Mitch, you are a huge sports fan, massive, massive (laughs) sports fan. So tell us about that. Tell us where that started and a little bit about your journey in the sports world and what you're doing with it today on your podcast. Yeah. So the joke in my family is my dad was watching the 95 Braves when I was born because they were playing in the World Series and I was born in October. So baseball has always been my favorite sport. My brother, who is my best friend, ended up playing baseball growing up. So I watched almost every game of his growing up and just love the sports world. I love the community it can bring, you know, talking about community. I love just the competitive nature. I sadly obviously was not able to play them growing up, but I love going to them and I love just being a part of it. It's just such a great feeling. Yeah. Yeah. It's something that, well, you love baseball, but now what you do with your podcast, Wide Left Sports, talk a little bit Mm -hmm. about how that came about. Yeah. So that came about actually on 
I wanted to do something because COVID was not wearing well on my mental health. And so I was like, I got to do something different. And I'd always kind of toyed with doing something in sports broadcasting or something. And so my friend and I started one just talking about sports. And then I had an author reach out to me about doing an interview for a sports book he was writing. And I was like, yeah, sure. We don't normally do that, but I'll do an interview, see how it goes. And it went extremely well. So then I thought, why don't we pivot and go to interviewing Montana athletes? And that has been probably the best choice I could have made. Just getting to hear all of these stories of past athletes, current athletes, and just seeing their passion for not only sports, but they talk a lot about mental health. You know, being an athlete is tough, definitely has its high points, but it has its low points. And hearing them talk about their mental health battles too has been rewarding, sad sometimes, but rewarding. And just being able to give, especially the retired players that maybe aren't heard from as much, another 20 minutes in the limelight is amazing for me. That's, it's awesome to take something that you love, that you've had your whole life, you know, this love of baseball and, and then taking something like COVID for all of us was just this massive pause and a time for self-reflection on what do I want to create from this? Right. And Mm -hmm. so I love that you came up with something to take into the world, a gift that you can give the world and the ability to spotlight athletes and their journey is behind the scenes because we only see them in, in their, in their show, when they're on the field, when they're on the court, you know, when they're doing their thing, we don't always see what's going on under the surface there and the challenges that are, I mean, Nadine has children who are all athletes and I do too. And we see what the kids go through, the kind of pressure that they're under as well. So, so it's starting younger and younger. It is. I mean, these student athletes have a lot of pressure on them. There's a lot of expectation. They have these athletic gifts and that comes with a lot of pressure and a lot of times it impacts their mental health most. Yes. Yeah. So I love that you are spotlighting the athlete journey. For sure. What kinds of challenges are you seeing athletes go through more, even more so these days as you've been interviewing them? A lot of it is burnout especially in the college ranks, because they're juggling two, three things at once, you know, sometimes more. And so burnout is one thing. And another thing too, is like the self image, because like you guys were saying, you see them on the field, but I had one football player say, everyone loved me on the field. They loved me when I had my Jersey on, but when I was in street clothes, they had no clue who I was. So a little bit of an identity, like some, some challenges with identity, like who am I? I know who I am on the field, but I don't know who I am when I don't have my uniform on or my Jersey or whatever. Right. Exactly. I think that's just like any profession, any, anything that you, we get so entangled in identifying ourselves through that profession or sport or, you know, and that it becomes Mm -hmm. part of the confusion of who am I? Right. Well, especially when you're so highly celebrated for that one talent that you have, right? We're we're all multifaceted. We all have, you know, hopefully many interests, but also we're we're human. Right. So there's there's other aspects to who we are besides what we do. Nadine and I talk about this a lot too. 
but this identity crisis that can happen during times of transition, it sounds like it's our, it's, it's happening from even just from transitioning from the field to the, to home or, or out of the public eye and what that identity crisis might, might happen even every day, just getting out of the, getting out of your uniform. Yeah. It's been uplifting to hear some of their stories and also sad to hear some of their stories. Yeah, I can imagine just for some of these athletes who've gone through the ranks and and gone through college, and then it's like, what does life look like on the other side of sports? Like when you're Mm -hmm. done competing, because there's very few athletes that get to the professional level. Especially Um, coming out of the Montana schools. (laughs) Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a very niche thing to, to do. So so what, what do some of these athletes face on the other side? And I can see where, where that might be an, an area where you, you just don't think about it until you get there. Right. right. So I think it's really cool that you bring athletes back to share their stories and share what they're doing now, share who they are now and give them a voice because their sport, their gift is just one aspect of who they are. And so I think that's really right. cool. For sure. And a lot of them, because they, they don't want the limelight necessarily, but they do kind of like, they're like, oh yeah, I'd love to relive it for 20 minutes. They are like, yes, definitely. Let's do it. I I very rarely, especially from past athletes have gotten a no. Yeah. Very cool. And, and tell us a little bit about your new podcast that you're doing on YouTube. Yeah. So that is kind of going back to what wide left was supposed to be. When it first started out, just a talk show with myself and Tony Legaley. And he actually came to me with his scholar guard insurance. And then we got to talking and a 20 minute conversation turned to two hours. And we said, we should do a sports show together. So that's where that came up. And so it's called Chin Music with Mitch and Tony. And we record weekly and we talk about any sort of sports, national, state, local and just kind of talk sports. And it's been great. We've had six episodes so far. So it's pretty brand new. Where's the name come from? So the name comes from, again, kind of a baseball term. Chin music is when a pitch comes right by your face. So it's baseball term. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't either. Oh my goodness. I just learned something new today. My son's a pitcher too. Or we, so we have like three definitions that we use, either that or like a left hook in boxing could be considered chin mm-hmm. music or just us talking is chin music. <laughs> there you go. So cool. I love it. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, I mean, guys like to talk sports. We know this. So I'm sure that it's so much fun for you to get on and just be able to just jibe around with your your buddy Tony and and talk about all the things that you guys are passionate about. So we're happy to it's be we're happy so to far. promote it. And it's so fun to do it with someone, right? Because Wide Left is your show and now you have a show with a, a co-host like like we do. So yeah, yeah it's, it's building fun. community. It's how they bond, right? Sharing their passions. I love it. For sure. Yeah. And there's one other thing that I, if you're willing to share, I would love you to share how you, when I met you about a month ago, you were starting a, like a support group in, in Billings, in the community yeah. for people like yourself who are, who are wanting to connect with other people with disabilities. So how's that going? Yeah, so that's going really well. We've had one eating, one meeting so far, excuse me. And we met out at Maple Moose Coffee in Billings for those in Billings that know where that is. And we had too many people. <laughs> we had to move. Oh, you did? That's fantastic. I'm so happy to hear that. 
<laughs> yeah. So we had about 11 people come and it was great, you know, just great getting to hear everyone's story and support and support people and just get that again, community together. So our next meeting will be in a few weeks and we're meeting at another coffee shop in town, hopefully with a bigger room. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we just hope to keep growing it. It's It's been great so far. It's pretty cool that, you know, you see a need for yourself, right? Like I, I'm feeling like I, I want to connect with other people who can relate to my situation in some mm-hmm. way, you know, in some way. And so in, instead of waiting around for somebody to create this, you just, you just create it yourself. It just- well, I can't take full credit. So I kind of am writing on the coattails of one of my friends. She's the one that's wanted to start <laughs> it. And I was just like, Hey, I can help you start this. So my friend Tiffany Gallant is who actually started it. I just helped her out. Still, still, it's really, it's really inspiring and, and a great message for, for all of us to, you know, look around in your life, what's missing and be willing to create something new from that. Create, create what it is that you need in the world. Right. For sure. So love that. Well, Mitch, it's been so nice chatting with you today we're so grateful that you were came yes, on to share you your story too. and to raise awareness for people with disabilities for spina bifida I learned some things about that and just for sharing your love of sports and your beautiful positive mindset that you have it's just such an inspiration to hear to hear your story and the fact that it doesn't define you is amazing yeah just amazing so of course thank you guys thank you and as we always do, we have an Oracle deck today that is the spirit animal deck. So one of these animals is going to be a message for, for you, Mitch, and for, for our listeners. So I'm shuffling the deck and you can tell me when to stop and I will pull the top card. All right. Stop now. All right. Ooh, we got the Bobcat. How about that? <laughs> Are you a, a Montana State Bobcats fan, Mitch? I for, am. Yes. Okay. We have in Montana, we have the Bobcats and the Grizzlies. So we got a Bobcat right there. And the Bobcat, this card says life is a mystery. So I would agree with that. Would you agree with that? Do you have any, any thoughts to share on, on that card? You know, I kind of agree with that. You never really know what's going to happen from day to day. So I, I definitely agree that life is a mystery. Yeah. I mean, we are, we're all born and we don't know what challenges we're going to face every day. Mm-hmm. Right. But yet we get up every morning and we face the day and we face ourselves as we are. And hopefully we can set the intention to bring something more to the world today than we did the day before, despite anything that's going on with us. And yeah, that's, and, and, and we just never know, we never know what we're going to do to overcome what faces us. So anything for you, Nadine, that's coming to mind? Mm, Trust, having trust in what life brings your way, knowing that that's the mystery of it, right? Life is a mystery. So you just have to trust that whatever comes your way, whatever you're confronted with, whatever you're faced with, whatever is in front of you is, is meant to help you grow. And we're, and we're strong enough and brave enough to get through whatever we face, right? Yes. As long as we have support, as long as we have friends, as long as we have family, as long as we have community, we can, we can tackle anything, right? We believe in ourselves to do that, to be the community, right? Be the change that you want to see. Awesome. Well, thank you, Mitch. It's been lovely having you on the show today. 
We will share your links in the show notes for your podcasts and your Facebook page. Is there anything else you'd like to leave our listeners with today? Just thank you both again for this platform to come on and share my story and then also share my podcasts. And yeah, just please go give us a listen if you're into sports. Even if you're not, give us a listen and you may find some things that are of interest to you. So yeah, definitely. Perfect. All right. Well, Sawabona. Thank you, Mitch, so much. So nice to meet you. Sawabona. Nice to meet you too. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. To join our conversation, share your journey, or ask a question for future episodes, please send us a voice message by clicking the button in the show notes or send an email to hello at we see you podcast.com. And remember to follow us to get notifications of our newest episodes when they release. If you love this podcast, please share it with a friend and leave us a review on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you're listening from. Until next week, Sawabona. So